Hello and welcome to 2018 and my first episode of the new year of the record. Um, I'm your host Imogen Marshall and please remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure to follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Off The Record UK though I'm thinking of changing the name to Off Track so stay tuned for that little rebrand coming up soon. Um, Yeah so today's episode will be slightly different. I'm going to be looking back at the albums of 2017 and looking forward to the albums of 2018 um, so make sure to get involved um, and let me know your thoughts below. So here we go. Off the record. 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 Don't worry. This is off the record. So before I go into my albums of 2017-2018, I thought I'd just introduce a bit about myself and why the hell this random girl from England is talking about country music because people might think that it's quite random. Um, so I felt been in love with country music for about five five years now, probably. Um, uh, my dream to move to Nashville and um, hopefully set up, well, I want to work big machine at some point and then hopefully set up my own label over here um, to get more acts um, you know, into involved in country music. Um, my aim of this podcast really is to get some more exposure for some of the more unknown artists other than just um, the really big names who come over here. I, it, I just want to be a space to reveal some of the new talent that's emerging in Nashville um, and to talk about um, where, where, what is going on across the pond, and talk about that over here. Um, so I'm going to have some really exciting artists lined up to talk to, um, and I want you all guys to all get involved with your questions and who you'd like on podcast. So please hit me up in the comment section. Um, yeah, so here we go. So just to dive right in, I think I think what's I'm would start with the letdowns, go for the negative, for you, for the positive. Always better to end on that high note. Um, so my, I guess I think I'm going to have three main letdowns of 2017. Maybe we'll push it a little bit. So, in the number one spot, it slightly breaks my heart to say this, but I'm going to go for From a Room, Volume 1 by Chris Stapleton. Um, I think that when he first released, um, I think it was Broken Halos and Either Way, I really thought this is going to be great, you know, it's not quite the same as his usual, his, his first album, Traveller, um, but those were some big ass shoes to fill, like, let's be real about this. Twin Traveller was probably one of the greatest country albums ever made, um, Anyone who'd been to C2C in 2015, I think, can vouch for how incredible um, Whiskey and You was hearing that live. Obviously, people from across the pond might have had the chance to hear it more times than that, but I personally think we need to start a campaign to get him back over um, for round two. But um, 
yeah, From a Room Volume 1, I would say, was my greatest letdown. Merely because I was just so excited for the album and excited for what was to come. Um, but never fear, because Volume 2 will make it into my, I think, my top albums of 2017. So Volume 1 might have less than redeemed it. Been not as great, but Volume 2, Chris well and truly redeemed himself it was but that's a story for another day um i think in my my then number two spot of my great letdowns which i don't want to want to say because slightly breaks again breaks my heart slightly but it's brett eldridge with his self-titled album um there were some great songs on this album. Um, I would say The Long Way and Love Someone were beautiful. They were sort of Brett Eldridge at his best, but a lot of the album just seemed to get really quite lost in, in the face of those singles. So it it was a sort of two singles do not an album make. And fortunately, the other 10 tracks on the album, I, duck, I couldn't carry it for me. So... I hate to say it, but that's one of mine. And then I'm only going to do three because I don't, I don't really like doing, don't like damning my country music because heaven knows I just, you know, it's an obsession. But oh, I'm gonna have to go with Shania Twain with now. Um, swinging my eyes closed and poor me, again, was phenomenal. But again, it's the case of. They can't carry an album, and it's um, Sh- Shania is great. She's an artist. She is a deep, she's a goddess. She is she is she's made such. There's a reason why she's had the success that she has, both here and in the states, going backwards and forwards. And she is an icon for so many. And who doesn't? want to jump up when they hear anyway but that being said there's this album doesn't really capture everything that she is capable of and it didn't for me capture um her at her best so that being said now it's going to take the number three spot for me anyway on to my the best the best let's go with the better part so my top 10 albums so here we go in the number 10 spot we have midlands great great debut album called on the rocks released in september um this is just everything the honky tonk country we needed that kind of injection of the real honky-tonk back into the um the top the top 50 um on billboard and country charts because i mean as i've talked before about people really do damn a lot of country music now for being for straying from what people perceive as true country so that people say that you know they're like Kelsey, Marin, um, 
oh, I'm trying to think, like Luke Bryan, all these people who are immensely successful people stand them and saying, you know, they're not they're not country enough, they're not no Garth Brooks, they're no, they don't though I completely disagree with all that, this I think is gonna add that injection of just like something, you know, bring back the the, the twang that we all know and love. And I just think that these guys know what they're doing. They, the album is great. It's, I'm so, so excited to hear it live this year at Country to Country 2018. And they, they really know how an album works. It's not, um, you know, people do listen to singles these days. They, they'll just hone in and many people will just have heard Drinking Problem. And it's an amazing song, but that song, you know, you need to go and listen to the whole album if you haven't already, because it's it's truly great. Even down to the the, the bottom tracks on the album, which obviously a lot of times um, those tracks get lost and people, <laughs> they barely see the light of day. But Electric Rodeo and Somewhere on the Wind are uh, a phenomenal um, pieces of work in their own right. So I really think that everyone listening should head on over to Spotify or Apple Music and give those two a little a little listen. Um, so yeah, on to number nine on my list is, I'm going to go with Gillian Jacqueline, side A and side B. Um, I've been a massive fan of Gillian's. I think that she is someone who just gets everything that, you know, her image on social media is really, it's kind of like, um, a really beautiful 60s, 70s sort of vibe. Um, no, God, I'm, I think I'm completely talking wrong here. <laughs> I think it's probably, probably 80s. But the aesthetic that she's got going on is beautiful. All these sort of, um, you know, muted but strong colours. Her album covers gorgeous. And I think she really has got her image spot on. Which is completely just a side note. Because I think that the album is fabulous. Um, When I first heard Reasons, it was one of my favourite songs I've ever heard. I think it's, um, it sums up so much of what people, um, who are on a, you know, in broken relationships, um, or on the way out of a relationship, it sums up what they feel. And she really mastered that. And I think once you've captured an emotion and voice, you know, that's most of the battle when it comes to writing music. But the rest of her album, it's, really if you just listen to reasons you're doing her a disservice because sugar and salt bleachers hate me god bless this mess it's not a long album there's not that much in there but what is in there is jam-packed with some really really solid writing beautiful material and again it's definitely you know worth listening to um jillian wrote the album I think her name actually stands by pretty much every single track on the album, along with Topher Brown. And I think that's really, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty much sums up what I love about country music is I feel like writers are so involved in the process of making their albums. It's not, and, um, it's important because it shows that they are getting out there what 
um, the emotions and the material that they want to get out. And I just think that's incredibly important. Anyway, <laughs> um, on to my next one. Gosh, number eight. I'm definitely going to lose traps. I'm really sorry. It's probably more like 15 albums here because um, it's very difficult for me to cut down um the albums that I want I think were great from 2017 because there was a lot of great material released um but I think I'm gonna go with Brett Young and his self-titled album um this again was he wrote most of the tracks I think and people probably have heard the likes of Sleep Without You, Like I Loved You and You Ain't Here to Kiss Me um, and of course in case you didn't know um but there's some beautiful um moments on this album that i think um you shouldn't really skip past when you're <laughs> going through olivia may is one of um is a startlingly good song so i know this is slightly cheating but I'm going to go for a joint eight place. Don't hate me. This is definitely not going to be a top 10. More like a top. I'm really lucky if I cut it down to under 20 at this rate. But um, I'm going to add long fine Brett Young. Um, Luke Combs debut album. This one's for you. Now this album I'm pretty sure was actually released in 20, 2016. But... But I'm going to include it in 20, in my 2017 list because it it made it big this year. Um, Hurricane and just you know you know it it's a 2017 album. That's when it's most played. So I'm going to put it there. Um. So with this again, like Midland, I think it country needs this like injection of just these artists um who some like break the mold they're unexpected i mean i i hope you i don't offend him i'm i'm pretty sure luke combs got a tough skin in this but you know he if you look at him he's a big <laughs> strapping man this guy who might look you know sort of slightly not sluggish that goes a bit far but um he just lets these songs just come out with his guitar and they are just this is just what everyone's thinking aren't they i mean they've got got a bit of like a redneck you know with beer can that's sort of um everything that's sort of slightly satirical that country music and what people make fun of and what they think is sort of like the unattractive side but then he's got me what memories are made i'm sorry not gonna get the album name wrong, the, the the track name wrong, but memories made of and um when it rains it pours and hurricane. These songs that are just belters, they are just crowd pleasers, but they also have the most amazingly strong original lyrics. And you know, one of the great things about his voice is when you hear that on the radio, you're like, that's Luke Combs. You're not gonna, you're not gonna confuse it for someone else at the end of the day, and um, isn't that what every artist wants? A unique sound and a unique voice and a unique story. And I think he, I think he's got a big career ahead of him because boy, oh boy, that album as a debut album is 
strong. Um, and yeah, it just, it makes me so happy seeing like some, some different looks, you know, these guys, Chris Stapleton, um, Luke, Luke Combs and some of these, you know, they're not, I mean, Brett Young and Co, yeah, they fulfill the beautiful pop star criteria, but they don't. And I like that because it's about the music and it's not about the image and what they look like and that is incredibly refreshing in this day and age of instagram and all the rest of it so let's go for number seven now number seven on my list is i know i say that you can't carry an album with a song but sometimes um you can a can or you you can at least remember an album by one song and with Willie Nelson's God's Problem Child personally um his song He Won't Ever Be Gone I cried when I first heard it which is probably not a surprise to many people who know me um it was wonderful wonderful song and legacy you know they I think they've supported many of his album yeah, I think they've done most of it, and he, uh, they, they should be proud of <laughs> releasing that because I think it's just beautiful, and if I think that's going to be <laughs> very morbid, but I think that'll be the next funeral song. It's just happy. It's just wistful. It's beautiful, a beautiful song, and I think Merle Haggard who. I mean, unfortunately, we lost this year, and I think the, well, the country community will miss him. Um, but this is really a testament to him and his career and the beautiful music that he wrote with a lot, a lot of time seen with Willie. And I think that um, he would be immensely proud of his friend, really, in releasing that song. And it... Willie himself should be proud because it's it's beautiful um and the rest of the album is also just it's, it's Willie Nelson at his best um I don't know whether, and it's just it's just him smooth beautiful hippie country and it, you know he his legacy will stand the test of time because Willie Nelson is a legend and this album just it carries on that. He, he often can't do a step wrong in, in my book, so maybe I'm biased. Don't don't hate me. So with that number, God, I'm not speeding through these, but number six is on my list is that Brown Band's Welcome Home. Um, I'm waiting for some great new music from that Brown Band. Um, and they did not disappoint with this one. Um, when first heard, oh, the first release of their album would was I believe you. Roots, and I think they released. Um, I think it was the. Oh God, I'm gonna get this wrong, aren't I? My my my, my old man was released first, but when they released this, um, I remember. Oh God, I've really memorized Roots, my old man, by the time they sung those at country to country in march and you know that brown band is it's easy listening um and 
many people say it's just a bit twee. And you know what it might be. That doesn't mean it's any less great. The songs are beautiful. They're, they're, they are clearly, you know, they've managed to evolve from... A lot, lot of them are married now and they've managed to, you know, straddle that line um, with their material going from, you know, singing about love and loss and to about family. And it they've seamlessly done that tra- transition without losing any of their their art. They haven't lost any more uniqueness in the way they tell their songs and their story. And they still, uh, all songs that everyone can re-listen to, Relisten, that is not a word, but it should be. Relate, relisten. Eh, what kind of works? Um, but this, um, yeah, everything, I think I'm, everything about it was great. It was, I mean, it's not an album that is necessarily gonna, every, like every song on this album is not gonna stand the test of time. And a lot of it will be lost in years to come um i i honestly don't know how many of the songs on this album will um be remembered in a few years time at most maybe like one or two it will probably be i would say maybe roots and my old man but there wasn't i think the one thing that keeps this further down my top 10 is that there wasn't that one song that is really, really gonna stay. That being said, when I went to the C two when I went to C two C last year, everyone knows all the songs. Like anyone listens to that brown band, you can just have it on the background. You can listen to it all day, every day, whatever day, whatever mood you're in. So I'm probably gonna be pretty completely wrong. Every single song on this album is gonna stand the test of time in some capacity. All of us fat. Ardent fans will know all the songs, but that's you know normal. Um, God, I feel like that wasn't a very <laughs> succinct um, way to start the album. I love it, but then that's I know that's because it's me and because I love that brand band. Okay, in the number five spot, I've got Lady Antebellum's Heartbreak. We've been waiting for a great new album by Lady Antebellum for, for I'm going to say for a while. Um, personally, I wasn't the biggest fan of 747 when that came out. Um, or was it 747? Whichever way they say it. Um, I thought Bartender, you know, it's a great pop country hit. And everyone's going to, everyone loves that kind of thing. Um, but they hadn't, in my eyes, released a great album or song mm. golden was great but like own the night was better and then need you now that um their album released in 2010 i believe um i don't i didn't think that any album since then really measured up with this it brought it right back for me heartbreak every song on this album is great um heartbreak you look good somebody else's heart this city her every single song and they're all completely different it's not like that brown band's album where to be honest quite a few of the artists on this list where even though each song's great and it's a beautiful work of art it's not they're not different this one 
it's like they they know <laughs> how to make an album. Um, I know that just sounds like a very stupid thing to say, but a lot of people um, write great music and they write great songs, and each song is um, beautifully crafted. But the album as a whole, often they don't look at the album as a whole in the release and how that's going to be played all the way through. With this album, they really they knew how to make it into an album and I, they wrote most I think Charles yeah Charles Hillary and Dave did write they've got named credit for majority of songs in the album I think it hurt was one of the ones which they didn't um but all the big ones at least Hillary was on Hillary or Charles were on there but this album it was it was killer and um I think it's them back to their best. I don't know whether anyone else agrees with that, but that's what I think. And I think it's, um, they, they, they did good. <laughs> um, so yeah, moving on to album number four. Now, I'm kind of undenied about this one because number four on my list is one that I could either put in letdowns or I could put here, which I know sounds really weird, but bear with me. So it's number four spot. I'm gonna put. Hmm. So I'm gonna have two actually because both of them are in the same situation where I can either put them on letdowns or in number four. So first is Thomas Rhett's album Life Changes. Now, personally, I think this is it might be a problem with the PR team and the release and the album, maybe. Maybe that's just me being weird. Um, because I thought that a lot of the the tracks that were pre-released on the album kind of built it up too much. Um, now I've talked about this, I think, quite a few times um, in my blog and on my website that I personally like it when, um, you know, some tracks are released from an album, but it's like a trailer for a movie. That's what the pre-release track should be like in my eyes um you know i it's one of the worst things when you see a trailer and it's like you've seen the whole movie um and it's the same way with songs is that you kind of should release like snapshots but don't release like the best tracks on the album maybe um and i thought that so he released craving you there were so many, first of all, that were released before the album came out, which was nuts. So Craving You was released, Unforgettable was released, 16 was released, and I think it was Life Changes, and maybe, I mean, so many. It, anyway, it was insane in my book. Because when the actual album got released, the only ones that were remaining that weren't released were the weakest ones. So... Um, Every, I mean, everybody said that um, mine. Spencer thought that "Smooth Like the Summer" was the best one. So I remember seeing Mara Morris promoting it, like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Me, I um, wasn't the biggest fan of it in comparison. I know that Shane McAnally was on it, and um, Josh Osborne, Jesse Frazier, and Tom Tourette. So you had like a powerhouse of great songwriters on there, but it just felt like. He could have done better in my book. Um, 
in, in contrast, 16, though it was released early, that is a great song. The storytelling in that song is second to none, and I really thought it was really strong. I thought life changes. You know, everyone knows Thomas Rat, and they know his life. They know Lauren and Willa Gray and Ada, and they've seen them on Instagram and followed their stories, etc., etc. And so life changes. Everyone could kind of be like, oh, relate, relating to everything that was said. I feel like I'm completely going off track with this, but. My point is about the album was that he released too many songs, in my opinion, first. So when you actually bought the album, you focused on the new songs, which were the weaker ones. That being said, if I wipe my memory of all the songs that were pre-released and listened to the album as a whole, it's a great, great album. I just thought that they shouldn't have released the weak such great songs before so that all you were left to listen to as new material were the weak ones there we go <laughs> um that being said um my favorite track i think on the album is marry me no 16 and then marry me um both uh, just beautifully very well told stories and i think i think a lot of this album will um stand the test of time i hope my only hope is when it, with more Thomas Rhett's albums moving forward, I hope he um, gets more of his name on many of the songs because um, the songs which I loved from the album all have his name by them. Um, and even you know, writing with his dad, like Sweetheart, he wrote with his dad, which and. It's, it's such a sweet song so I hope he experiments a little bit more maybe um and putting his name I mean his name is on a lot of the new songs on here don't get me wrong but I think that maybe maybe try and get involved in every song don't hate me um for my other top four album I'm going with Little Big Town The Breaker again it was it was different <laughs> It was a very different album. Um, I think that there were a few amazing tracks in the album. I thought there were some, also some slightly odd ones. I thought that, um, you know, happy people, we went to the beach. Um, when someone stops loving you, don't die younger. There were some phenomenal tracks. Um, Better Man, obviously written by Taylor Swift, was the one I think that is really going to be remembered in the years to come. Taylor did an amazing job. She won a CMA for um, the for writing the song, and I think that was incredibly well deserved because it's, I mean, it's it's got Taylor Swift written all over it, the artistry of that song, and everything about it um, was great. But the only thing I would say about the album, again, it's a criticism I think of album craft is I think that sometimes the slight like jarring notes of the album that don't quite work when you're listening to it going straight through. So I think Beat Up Bible um, and Night on Our Side, for me, they just they just stick out. And you shouldn't have, like, not in a good way, <laughs> it sticks out like a sore thumb that's, like, slightly odd and jarring with the tone of the rest of the album. Again, just my opinion. Um, so on number three, we have 
Now, I think that people might be a little bit surprised by this one. Um, I have Old Dominion's Happy Endings. For me, this album doesn't get enough acclaim, which is probably why I'm including it here because I think it's it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, everything, every, pretty much every song, is they're like playing around. It's really playful but everything works, it, everything's in their tone. Again, it's an artist which everyone's like, you know that that's an old minion straight away as soon as you hear it. Um, you know, you have Shoe Shopping, which is probably one of the kookiest songs of country 2017. Um, but yeah, it's still right. Uh, every, I probably pick out every single song on the album as like, as ones that I love, but I think probably I'm gonna go with Still Writing Songs About You as my favorite. This is a driving album, this is a drive, driving, this is beach, this is everything. And I, I think it's, um, and I think they've got a long career ahead of them. Again, I think like Zap Brown Band people will be like, oh, it's probably not the most original, it's probably like not, none of them have got voices that are gonna kill, <laughs> kill you with perfection. But it's generally, they're clever and they're cute and they're, they, they've got it right somehow. There's something that they've got that is going to draw people in and I'm really excited to hear what they do next. I think this album, I think everyone, it's a crowd pleaser, crowd pleaser for an album, that's the only way to put it, so props to them I think it's great um number two is uh this 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 album well, obviously we're getting into the the meat and the bones of the ones that I absolutely loved from this year but this one I'm going to be listening to for many many years to come and it is Every Little Thing by Carly Pierce now she has been the one which um, Scott Borchetta has really like he seems to be the biggest fan of her which is it's you know when an album really when uh, when a label really gets behind an artist you know there's something special there because not that every label doesn't get behind their act because they do but this is just oh I love her I love it I love it I love it I love it um every little thing that song just like arrows to the heart it's so cute it's so poignant um Carly comes across as just this sweet really just deserves all the success she's getting um and I think it's amazing seeing you know like she's not for god's sake people are saying like she's like an older country star she's not she's not old she um but she's been working really, really hard for years and has had many fallbacks and many, um, you know, not, like, hasn't been as successful as she wanted to be. She is, she's only 27, I've got crying out loud. But, you know, she put a, put a, um, a post the other day about um, backing for Lucy Hale a few years ago um, and now she's on the Honda stage where she was, had been backing and you know it just makes you see she is where she should be right now being there she's 
she deserves the success she's getting because she's worked really hard for it but she also um I think the image she promotes of just sweetness and just real and working hard is is what we need as a role model in country music and it's just everything that I think is great about like women getting behind women so many people she's so liked and the songs on the album it's all about pain but it's also there's something about it that is very much like girl power which pulls you in um again I think every track is great and I think every single song pretty much could have been released as a single which is also something that's really important but it it reads beautifully high the wine is the the you know the first track and from that first dun, 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 you know it's gonna be a great one it's um so I really can't speak highly enough of this album and I can't wait to see what Carly does next just Carly please come to the UK because we need to see you um I'm so excited to see what she like what she does next because I think she's got a great career ahead of her and um big machine you did good signing this girl like props to them um so before I go for my number one which probably everybody could guess what I'm gonna say is my number one um, um I'm gonna do a few honorable mentions is that allowed told you this would be um probably the longest top 10 ever but I'm gonna go with some honorable mentions of we've got Danielle Bradbury um with her album haven't met you yet which is yeah a, a great one um chris young um we're back to his best um maybe i didn't include it because i thought that it was kind of mm, there was one song which i loved um but not necessarily every song is going to make me go go call him up more because um yeah, losing sleep was great, but and where I go when I drink was great, but it it didn't have the same. I didn't have the same feeling when I listened to it for the first time as I did with uh, some of the other other ones. Um, now I don't actually. Some now I'm going back and like, why did I not include that? But I think if I was going to slot this in somewhere, I probably slot it in like number five. So I don't know why I included it. But um, got Kelsey Ballerini's album Legends, which if you uh go check out my website you'll be able to see um what i thought about that that's ilmarshall.com slash if you just go to my instagram then you can find it through that um but um this album kelsey was really you know it actually was better than her first in my opinion um i thought the pre-release tracks were weak the week ones out of the album and I really think that um it was kind of like the opposite of Thomas Wright releasing everything good from it she released the worst bits in, in in my opinion um and the whole album read wonderfully it was so mature it was really like a step up from her like candy pop country the first one this one was her maturity and you could see that just from the album cover it was far more beautiful great photography and yeah so I would I don't know we're gonna give that a solid put that in for spot um 
yeah what else so i've got russell dickerson again i thought it was a good great album it was good um i can't wait to see him live and see how he um measures up to the album i thought um you know there's a reason why he's been lauded by so many um like thomas ratton or the lights of it um and why he had him on tour with him because his music is fab i just didn't think it it was quite he was we'll see if his sophomore album i think to see whether he makes my top 10 and i think the last one i'm going to do is margot price with her album i think that this was again you know it, it's it's something completely different it i'm giving it an honorable mention but i do, it's not it's not my kind of it's not something I'd go back to and listen to all the time, but it's a time and place and I'm excited to see how she performs live again because I think that, um, I think I'm gonna have a complete 180 in my view of her and I think I'm gonna be in a massive fan when I see her live. <laughs> um, so yeah, so with that, my number one album spot, which I'm gonna do like a little drum roll, but is obviously <laughs> Faith Hill and Tim McGraw's album, The Rest of Our Life. Um, this one has been a long time in the coming. Um, they released their, I think they released their first track together in 1997, which was It's Your Love. And these two are just, they've got a career that's, they seem to just get better rather than worse. Um, yeah, I mean, Ed Sheeran even had a track, I'm pretty sure he had a track listing on him. Yep, with the rest of our life, he was in there. So, you know, they had some... Some... People coming in to write songs who are just... The, you can tell the talent that is in this album. That is really... Something else. I mean, the one thing I'm kind of... Which I slightly kick myself for saying is that they don't have writing credits on any which anyone who knows I, I like seeing some some people writing their own stuff in my top 10 but I'm gonna let that one slide just because I love them and everything in this album was great cowboy lullaby was a moment and they it was it's just been a long time coming hearing them do a whole album together and I hope that they do it again because some of my favorite love songs ever um, what obviously written by them I Need You is my favourite of all time and this just was sweet it was short but, but just beautiful um, and I mean they're the king and queen country in my view that you know they have um, their career is gonna it's been amazing what they've achieved together and after 20 years of marriage, the fact that they're still writing these, oh, not writing, the fact that they're still singing these songs together and they're clearly still, like, completely in love and that, like, that affection really comes across in the album and it's just so endearing and, you know, you, you can feel the love coming through the album and for me, it's, it's just, it's just beautiful. It's just something, like, to feast on, feast your ears on and... Yeah, so that's my number one. So no, let's not lie. This has been an incredible year of country music. And 
I cannot wait to see what's to come. So I think in 2018, I'm just going to go go through what I'm so excited to hear. I obviously can't wait for hopefully Marin Morris's new album. We've heard, um, if anyone's been to her concerts live, you all would have heard um, Flavor, which is her new, newest release song, which if it, that's anything to go by, we're in for something great with her next album, which um, I mean, she's got a lot to live up to with Hero, but we'll see. I'm thinking, I'm, I have high hopes. And other than that, we've got the likes of hopefully a Morgan Evans album, a Cam album, um, Casey Musgraves hopefully will release her album before um, before March, and obviously Brothers Osborne just released their latest track, Shoot Me Straight, which was, um, which if that's anything to go by, it's gonna, again, gonna be some, it's gonna take some beating. Other than that, we've also got the return of Sugarland, um, which I think everyone's been waiting for with like bated breath. But for the newcomers, I am particularly excited to hear some more music from Emma White, who everyone really should check her out. I'm hoping to interview her at some point soon. I think that she's everything that sums up woman and girl power for me um, in her music. Um, with like, I thought you were the one, I just think she's great. Um, and she's just released Hotline Bling, so you should really just go and check that one out. Other than that, hopefully you've got Jordan Davis album. If you've listened to her singles you up, then you'll be excited as excited for that one as I am. Um, new music from Devin Dawson, who again, if you've heard All on Me, you'll be excited for that one. And other than that, we've got music music from new Taylor Acorn, hopefully. Um, so yeah, it should be a really, really exciting year of country music. Um, so I can't wait. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you're still with me listening after probably about 40 minutes of me rambling about how much I love most of these albums that I've listened to. Um, but this has been, um, off the record, um, or off track, because hopefully we're going to be recording it soon. Um, I've been your host, Imogen Marshall, and I can't wait to talk with you all next week with hopefully another exciting guest. Bye. Off the record. Off the record. This is off the record.